Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. Dave, first off, I want to say happy three-year anniversary. Woohoo! Yeah! We have been doing this show for three years now, so, you know, congratulations to us. It is pretty good achievement, so... Yeah. Yes, congratulations, Dave. Thank you as well. A toast! A toast! A toast! Well, I have a beer in my hand, so I will drink it right now. I have water. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) So, for our three-year anniversary... We are going to do our 15th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Sweet. It feels like it's been a while for those, doesn't it? It always feels like yeah. that. But um, yeah, this these are some of our favorite episodes to do. We always get a uh, a good variety of different types of stories. And yeah. I, that's what I always try to do. You know, we get some deathy stories, some some funny ones, and some heartwarming ones, and yeah. some that have all of the above. So uh, that's what we are going to do this episode. Uh like we've got some bears, we've got sharks, we got crocodiles, you name it. <laughs> so nice. it's going to be a fun episode for oh, sure. Good. Good. And we hope everyone enjoyed not just our last episode, but the whole three-part series of our man, Jim Corbett. I'm Jim Corbett, mother. It was this was Jim Corbett and his hunt for the Rudapriag leopard. That killed 125 people. Yeah. It was an excellent true crime style oh, story. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, and three three full full episodes in that, and a in a full 200 page book. Yeah, it could make a Netflix series. Oh, it, should, <laughs> it could be a Netflix series. They could make it a, a really good documentary out of it. They could yeah. make a movie out of it. They could do anything with uh, it. Yeah, I would love to see a movie. On oh, that. for sure. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, I, I, we really enjoyed that crazy story. Jim Corbett is probably our favorite. So yeah. uh, it, it, do yourself a favor. If you haven't checked out the series, go and do that. Uh, it's such a wild and twisty-filled story. Yeah. The the leopard proves to be a real Houdini sometimes and yeah. just lucky in evading Jim. But, yeah, definitely go check out that series. It's a, it's a really cool story. Yeah. And as always, we are joined by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Good evening, gentlemen. I first want to say congratulations on doing the show for three years. I know it's taken a lot of commitment, and I'm sincerely proud of both of you. But more importantly, I want to congratulate Matt's hair for finally being cut. You no longer look like you work at a Ferris wheel at a carnival. You actually look presentable. Now let's have a good show, chaps. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is is true. I grew out my hair for like 18 months, and finally it got to be the man bun. I got over the man bun, and I cut it all off. It looks good now, yeah. I I do look pretty sexy. I know that. (laughs) Even Professor Cheeto thinks so. He complimented me, so it's it's, got to be true. (laughs) Science says. Science Science says, says, Matt, sexy. All right. And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. And we've been doing really well on our downloads lately. Uh, this month of July has been our highest hit month of all time. Sweet. I really don't know why exactly. I think it comes from our friends over at Tooth and Claw. Oh. And I, I mean, it makes reasonable sense. They gave us a plug on their show. So I think that sent some people our way. So oh, I, I mean, the timeline matches up, so that's got to be why. So, hey, yeah. thanks, Tooth and Claw. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we sent you guys some of our listeners as well. So go check out Tooth and Claw. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's really awesome. So we just want to thank everyone for that. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you can give a review, do so. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. Tell us where you're from. Tell us anything. Uh, the ratings and reviews really help the podcast gain more attention and gain more listeners. Uh, they mean more than you think, so please go ahead and do that for us. Yeah, We want to catch up to Tooth and Claw. Like I said, it's a friendly competition. And <laughs> let's just say we got a long ways to go to catch oh, up. <laughs> yeah, they have a bigger fan base somehow, uh-huh. so well, we're going to catch up. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But Dave, what do you say we get started on our first story? Well, this, well, let me let me. I got something to mention real fast. Okay, just okay. really quick. Um, I was when I was doing my research, I came across an article that said that said they found uh, here in Utah, southern Utah, northern Arizona. So you know, mm-hmm. you know how that fifteen goes along the border there. You know. Yeah, it goes across like through Arizona, Nevada, and Utah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but anywhere, anyway, around there. They uh, scientists confirmed that there are two nests of of California condors oh, there, that's and they great. had babies in them. 
They had babies born in California. March, I believe it was. They're like one of the rarest uh, raptor birds, in at least yeah, in America or are, in the world. Yeah, they're critically endangered. Yeah, they're very endangered. I, I remember when I was a kid, that was like, they had one in, uh, where did I go? I don't remember if it was LA Zoo, San Diego Zoo, one of those. And they had one. Mm. I remember thinking, holy crap, that's a huge bird. They're big. They're, they're huge. Yeah. They're one of the biggest. Yeah, and they said, yeah, there's not many left. I think they said that. It was that, in like a uh, hundred maybe. I think they at got one to point 22. it got 22. It got down to that. Yeah. I, I know now it's a couple hundred, I believe. Yeah, it's it's going up. So that's so. good. And yeah, they had the nest. So yeah, they're excited. I, know, I just great. thought that would be great to share to see. Oh, that's, hey, that's good the, news. Yeah, endangered species. Some of them are making a comeback. You good. Know? And the California condor, they're cool. They're ugly. Super oh, yeah. ugly. Oh, they're yeah. not attractive, <laughs> especially in their head. But they're cool birds. Yeah. So hey, that's good news. Good job, dude. Yeah. Well, let's get to our first story. Okay, uh, let's do it. And, well, actually, our first couple stories are going to be about bears. Oh. And I don't know what it is, but people really like bears, and they really enjoy bear stories, bear attack stories. Anything with bears is a big, <laughs> is a big hit for us. Really, it really is. Um, the, uh, bears are amazing. I love bears. Oh, yeah. Bears are awesome. But sometimes they can be kind of scary. Oh, yeah. And we are going to start out with a very recent deathy story. Ooh. So let's go back to around July 9th-ish, and we go to a very small town called Ovando, I think that's how you say it, in western Montana. Oh. It's very small, with fewer than 100 people living there. Wow. It's kind of between Missoula and Helena, if you're familiar with the area, and the capital of Montana is Helena. Yeah. But it's it's an adventuresome area area where uh, tourists can go to do all kinds of outdoorsy stuff. And this area is also grizzly bear country. Oh. Let's meet a woman. Uh, Leah Locan. I believe that's how you say it. She is 65 years old. She is a registered nurse from Chico, California. She is an an, an experienced outdoors woman and cyclist who went to this area on a much-anticipated mountain biking trip. Hmm. From everything I read, she she sounds like a lovely woman, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, so Leia and two others do what's called the Great Divide Trail, that loosely follows the Continental Divide, and Ovando sees around a thousand cyclists a year on this route. Wow, it's supposed to be an absolutely gorgeous area, you know. Uh, that part of Montana is really nice up in the mountains. It's about a thousand times better than Eastern Montana. Which is a dump. Oh, yeah. I live there, so I can say that. (laughs) Anything, like, west of Bozeman is nice, and uh, anything to the east is not so much. Okay. (laughs) For real, though. Like, uh, Billings, no desire to go back there. I think that might be a lot like uh, Colorado or Wyoming, isn't it? In a way. Yeah, once you get past past the Rockies, it it goes to the prairies, and it just turns into nothing. But uh, anyway... Uh, it's supposed to, it, this route is spo- is considered to be an epic ride for all these cyclists that do okay. it. So uh, Leah and two others reach the town of Overton, and they camp out there on this night. They camp just a little ways away from the town post office, so huh. they're kind of like right in town. And uh, Leah is in her own tent. Uh, we know that. I'm not sure about the other people. I don't know if they're in separate tents. Or whatever they're doing. I don't know. But they're in the tents around her. Okay. So around 3 a.m., Leah and the others were startled when a grizzly bear came into their camp. The bear just kind of went through and wandered off. But they woke him up and they were startled, you know. Okay. And they remove any nearby food that was in their tents. Yeah. Yeah. And they stored it in a safer area and then went back to sleep. Good thing he, yeah, good thing he went away then. Yeah, he comes back. Oh. About an hour later, the bear comes back to the camp. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have exact details on what happens next. We just don't have the oh. exact details. All we know is that the grizzly, the grizzly bear, breaks into uh, Leah's tent, drags her out, and fatally mauls her. Oh, that's too bad. 
Uh, I wish I had more details, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know if they haven't been released or if they're nobody really knows because nobody properly witnessed all of it. Uh, but there, the, the, these witness, there are some witnesses, the, her friends. So let's get into it. Uh, a man in the party of man in the party wakes up and goes outside and actually has bear spray and does, oh, okay. does spray the bear. Uh, I don't know how well it worked, but eventually the bear does take off. So okay. it worked good enough. The bear took off. Uh, at 4.15 a.m., the sheriff's office received the 911 call. Uh, and that is really the extent of the details on the attack that I have, oh. unfortunately. Uh, they didn't, I mean, they, I don't know, like, her where her wounds were or anything like that. That information hasn't been released. Okay. Sometimes it takes time for those to be released, I, I've found out. Yeah. yeah. And if it's, like, really bad, you know, they don't want to re- release it. Just if Ailey Malder, and I mean it's a police yeah, report, and I could bad. you could probably find it somewhere, but yeah. anyway, so this grizzly is also believed to have entered a chicken coop in town that same night. Huh. And authorities hunted the bear over a three-day period using helicopters and searching on the ground for it. Authorities did find the bear. They baited the um that same chicken coop. And an official with night vision goggles did a stakeout at the chicken coop. Oh, wow. Where he, the bear came and was finally shot. Okay. Now, bears don't always get killed if they attack someone. It oh, is, really? No, no. It is a. It, if it's a surprise encounter or mama bear defending its young, it's lo- le- way less likely to be killed. Okay. But when a bear breaks into someone's tent and drags him out and kills him, that's uh-huh. different. Okay. They consider that to be good enough to too go and gra- kill him. Yeah, too aggressive or, or unnatural for them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it is kind of unnatural, but the bear was uh, around 400 pounds. Wow. So big. That's it not, is. they get bigger than that, but that's still a big bear. Yeah. Uh, it's a very sad story, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, let that be a lesson to you. Don't camp near a post office, or a bear <laughs> might go postal on you. Oh, David with the puns already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, very sad story. But uh, let's get into a- another interesting bear story, and this takes place in Sapporo, Japan. Ooh. Yeah. Sapporo is the north is in the northernmost main island in japan it's not in the main island where tokyo is uh-huh. so the one up right above it you know what i'm already thinking of is the bear story well i can't remember what yeah, that yeah. I, i'm gonna mention that the kesagaki okay oh yeah um but let's go back to june 18th ish so a wild brown bear went on a little rampage in the city Ooh. and japan has brown bears and asiatic black bears in the country okay and like, yeah, what you just mentioned, we did a story way back in episode 31, I think. 31, 31 okay. sounds right. On the worst bear incident in Japanese history. It's a famous story where a bear named Kesagaki killed like seven people in one night in like one home, like just went on a murder. It was like a total horror story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it really was. And then they had that one, it was like a discount Jim Corbett guy. It was like a drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Himo, Hidekimo or something like that. But he was like a drunk, cheap version of Jim Corbett. But he was a character too. Yeah. That? And he's the one who eventually killed the bear. But yeah, go back and check episode 31 out. That's a great story. Yeah. It's another one of our uh, top true crime stories. Yeah. Uh, and, and it happened in the early 1900s. But yeah, go back and check that episode out if you haven't. So this bear that we're talking about went on a little rampage. Uh, the bear was seen wandering through the streets in the early hours one morning, and it triggered a number of police calls. Over the next eight hours, the bear attacked four people. Oh, gee. It attacked a woman in her 80s, a man in his 70s, and another man in his 40s, and also a soldier. Wow. I'll I'll tell you what happened. But the man in his 40s suffered the greatest injuries um, to his chest, his back, and his limbs after the attack. Uh, Yeah, his were the worst, but not life-threatening. But then there is a bunch of video of the bear, too. Oh, really? I was able to find. Uh, But so what happened with the soldier, it it, uh, attacked him at the Ground Self-Defense Forces Camp. And Okadama. Gee, how did it get into camp? 
It's just like walked, attacked the soldier and went through the door, basically. Oh, oh my goodness. The, yeah, the, it, it knocked down a soldier. Well, on, that's pretty secure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it knocked down a soldier on duty at the gate. Wow. And the soldier suffered cuts to his chest and stomach. Uh, not life-threatening, though. But next, and there's not there's not video of that that I saw, but okay. there's, there is video of this. The, you see the bear was running through the camp and entered a runway. Oh, wow. At a nearby airport, causing several flights to be grounded. Oh, my goodness. And then there's video of the bear that uh, hopping over a barbed wire fence. Wow. It was was quite impressive on how it did it. Oh, really? And and then you see it kind of take off into the forest. And uh, it was later found and it was shot and killed in the forest. Uh, it is very unusual behavior, obviously, for this yeah. to happen. Um, and it, it was a male bear, and what experts believe, it was on the search for a female. When it got lost and kind of got confused being yeah. in a uh, human settlement area, so it kind of went on like a rampage and like... And I want to say like a confusion rampage because it didn't know what it was doing. It's just scared, yeah. It's very, yeah, very scared. I believe. Oh, so it's unfortunate, but you attack bad. four humans. Yeah, like that's gonna happen. Yeah, and this, yeah, I got a soldier, so yeah, they yeah, had, uh, they declared war. So. <laughs> uh, when do you think of Japan, you don't really think of bears. No. That's one of the last you don't think of bears, but apparently, last year. In 2020, there were 158 bear incidents. Wow. And two people were killed by bears in Japan. Ooh. Pretty wild. Way more than I would have thought. Yeah. And I also, I you know, after the uh, Fukushima, in, you know, the tsunami and everything yeah. and the nuclear. And so people kind of abandoned that area. Now it's being taken over by the wildlife again. There's all kinds of like uh, wild pigs and bears coming over. It's kind of like, you know, like Chernobyl. Yeah. You know, that's been just overtaken by all the cool, the wildlife. Yeah. And Fukushima is seeing it. So a lot of bears have been moving into that part of the country. Oh, okay. And that's not really close to here, but yes, that is happening there. Huh. So now, um, kind of a quick sidebar story. Now get this. Japan is obviously holding the Olympics right now, right? Yeah. And, uh... The Olympics had a, like a small bear incident, we'll say. Really? Yeah. And this is in Fukushima. (laughs) Wow. Like parts of Fukushima are kind of abandoned. Not the whole part, not the whole city, obviously, but like some parts of it. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Uh, But this goes back to July 21st-ish. A bear was spotted in the early morning in the softball venue. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Maybe the bear knew that human spectators wouldn't be allowed. So, you know, the bear, that doesn't apply to bears. So he could go in, <laughs> but yeah, it was found a loophole, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was spotted just a, a few hours before the Japan versus Australia um, game was supposed to happen. Oh boy. He's going to toughen up the Australian team. <laughs> uh, after it was initially spotted, it wasn't found again. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I know that they use, like, fireworks to flush it out. And, oh, really? Yeah, they have loud noises banging. But maybe it found, like, sense. a good spot in a tree to watch the game or something. Yeah, there you go. Nobody else was there. He decided he couldn't bear to watch it. <laughs> Local media identified the bear as an Asiatic black bear. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully the bear enjoyed the game. Japan beat Australia 8-1. to one. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're doing really well this, in the Olympics. I, I honestly haven't paid enough attention. Well, J- Japan? Think, Japan yeah. always does pretty good. I think good. last I looked, China has the most medals, then Japan, then the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are always contenders, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched a little bit, and there's like a there was an air rifle. Oh, uh-huh. At <laughs> competition, you get a medal for air rifle. I thought that was kind of interesting. Huh. It was a weird looking air rifle, but yeah, check that out. So if does you it not use black, or like a, uh, uh, a gun, or not a gun. Air, it doesn't use. Yeah, no, it doesn't use black powder shelled uh, round. No, it looked like a regular air rifle, kind of like a BB kind yeah. of thing. Oh, that like, is that's nuts. a sport in the Olympics. Now. Wow, hey, whatever. Crazy. Sure. Was it were adults doing that? Or <laughs> I, I don't mean. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm we got a chance now. Hey, or anything, I'm but... in my early thirties. I got a chance now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just an interest. I just thought it was interesting. I never, yeah, I've is. never seen that before. There's a bunch of ones I haven't seen before. Huh. Anyway, um, so on the subject of bears in Japan, I found that 
uh, in the uh, Sabaro area, they have done something very uh, stereotypical of Japan, let's say. And they have uh, <laughs> something very stereotypical in order to deter bears from coming in. I said Sabaro. I meant Sapporo. Sapporo. Okay. Yeah, Sapporo is the Not pizza, pizza joint. <laughs> the Italian pizza joint. No, I meant Sapporo. <laughs> I totally wrote Sabaro right there. <laughs> anyway, well, you were uh, hungry. <laughs> must have been. So, um, yeah. So, uh, the, the city of Sapporo did something very typical of Japan in order to deter deter bears. They built robots. <laughs> that's no that's not that is not atypical of japan that is that is, that very, is totally that, that's why i said stereotypical oh stereotypical okay yeah, yeah. very stereotypical of japan <laughs> to build robots and no kidding they built uh robotic wolves oh my goodness to howl at the bears to scare them away oh they put voltron out there huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, and building robots couldn't be more japanese if you tried but i saw some a little videos of this and the robotic wolves look like they should be in a haunted house they look like werewolves oh really they're cool looking but well, now i want to see one i will show you later okay that's yeah awesome. it was really interesting so yeah that's pretty inventive the japanese are really good at that. Yeah. i mean to build these robots and I, apparently it's been working pretty well that is i mean not wow not on this day but <laughs> yeah Oh, well, maybe they could have saved that uh, brown bear that went on the rampage by building a, a female bear and putting it somewhere else, you know? <laughs> well, like, like a sex bear robot or something? I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now they make se- sex, bear, sex bears, I guess. <laughs> that sound, that's, it should be next anyway, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was actually another bear attack in Yellowstone recently. Oh, really? And I think we will cover that... A little bit later, I, I plan on. I think uh, we're gonna do another bear attack episode soon, so we'll cover that okay. story later on. But okay. yeah, there was a, another bear attack in Yellowstone. Wow. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Let's cover a story. We're done with bears for now. Oh, let's okay. cover a story of an animal that really does frighten me, like way more than bears. One of the last animals I would ever want to be attacked by. A raccoon. No, I could t- I could take a <laughs> raccoon. I feel like, but uh, I really don't know if we've ever covered a story on this animal either, which might surprise you. You'd think we would, but I just can't remember one. The animal I'm referring to is a chimpanzee. Oh, okay. So let's go back to June twenty second ish, and we go to Pendleton, Oregon, about two hundred miles east of Portland, and let's meet Tamara. Bro, Brogodi, oh, okay. maybe we'll just call her Tamara. Uh, she's 68 years old and she owns a pet chimpanzee named Buck. Huh, he is a 17 year old male chimp. Wow, she previously had an animal uh rescue ranch uh, and had Buck since he was young. Okay, and on this day, Tamara's daughter, uh, fi- she's 50 years old, came over. And Buck, for reasons uh, I don't know, attacked the daughter and pretty badly. Uh, I know she suffered several bites to her arms, legs, and torso when the chimpanzee attacked. The woman, or the women, uh, then barricaded themselves in the basement and Tamara called police. She tells the dispatcher she can't get to her own gun, so police are going to have to come and kill Buck. Oh, that's tough. She tells dispatch to send more than one deputy. If the ape gets a drop on the deputy, he's gone. Is what That's what wow. she said. So she said send multiple people to come Jeez. and do this. And then there is actual video of this. I, I watched it. Oh, really? There is video uh, of like a police cam. Uh-huh. Attached to him. Uh, so a deputy arrives. He goes He goes around the back of the house. And he hears... Well, he sees the chimp. And then the chimp goes the other direction. But it's kind of a fenced-off area. Okay. Um, but then the, the chimp goes kind of the other direction a little bit. And he hears Tamara from the basement. And Tamara is telling the deputy to shoot the chimpanzee. Mm. She says... And she like is saying like you need to get a headshot. Wow! Like get a headshot. Like saying you need to do that. Jeez. And the cop was like, like all right, you know, to protect the people. So 
the cop rounds the corner and he makes a perfect headshot. Oh, wow. Uh, Tamara's daughter was taken to the hospital, and from what I gathered, she will be okay. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, she she's she is really lucky. Uh, chimps are known to brutally maul people when they attack. Yeah. So I, I what I imagine is Tamara helped out when the when Buck was attacking her. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tamara came in, tried to step in a little bit, and oh, which yeah. avoided further injury to the daughter, which it would have would have been way worse. Oh, they're, it's they're in. They're crazy strong. Oh, for their size, yeah, it's crazy. They really are. Um, but yeah, that's not an animal you want to be attacked by. They commonly bite fingers off. Oh, and bite and go for the head and face. Pound on it, bite it. They, have you seen their teeth? Are giant. They have giant yeah. canines. And if you're a guy, it could be a lot worse. Cause sometimes they'll go for the genitals. Yeah, bare hand rip off. That's that's low, even for an animal. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's uh, that I, I apparently I heard that I read it. So apparently it's happened before. Oh wow! And the last thing you want for a pet is a two hundred pound adult male chimpanzee. Jeez. They are extremely aggressive, wow. and they are they're so strong too. There's no way you could fight one off without some kind of a weapon. Uh, but in Oregon in 2010, it became illegal to own exotic animals. But since Tamara owned it prior to 2010, she was exempt from that. Okay. And she had, she got like a special permit. So it was legal, but man, having a wild animal as a pet is just dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Chimps are amazing animals. They're super cool and very, very intelligent. And they can even work as pets, like as babies. Uh You, You can care for them then. But as soon as they, as once they reach maturity, it is not a good idea to have them around, especially the males. Yeah. Very aggressive, very dangerous. Yeah. I wonder if she, if she knew that, uh, you know, because she said, okay, that's it. Just shoot him. I wonder if she knew he was getting a little more aggressive. Maybe. And, uh, you know, changing this, I don't want to say his climate, but uh, where he lived, you yeah. know, they, he, she used to have a preserve and now just with her. You know, nobody, doesn't no, other, no other monkeys around. Yeah, yeah you just don't yeah. never know. Mon- apes, not monkeys. Apes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but th- there was the uh, there's a famous story. We'll have to cover it sometime. But the famous story from 2009, uh, where a chimp is in a similar situation and it literally ro- ripped the woman's face off. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not exaggerating by saying that. I've seen the, the videos, the reconstruction that, yeah. videos. It, it it looks terrible. Yeah. But it, and then it also was going after an officer. He had to pull out his pistol like real quick wow. and like to shoot it before it got to him. Wow. Chimps are our closest relative, but just like with humans, extremely unpredictable. Oh, that's a, you know, that's, that's quite the contrast to Lancelot Link, secret chimp, you know, the, the, what? the TV show. Have you not heard of that? I don't know. There's a TV show. It was just, it was made like a 007 secret agent show, but it's all chimps. And they, <laughs> they dub, they have them like chewing gum or something. And then people will dub the voices for no. it. <laughs> it was funny. That's, what is that called? Uh, Lancelot Link, Link secret chimp. Huh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. That's what I, so we always thought, oh, chimps are so cute, you know? When I was growing up, we never heard about the bad stuff. Oh, Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, and I yeah. also, I just real quick, I read something recently, and it was of the first uh, chimpanzee chimp, chimpanzees attacking gorillas in the wild. Whoa. Yeah, so maybe I'll have, that's I'll, an interesting That one. is interesting. So I'll have to, I just read it, and I didn't write it all down, but I'll, I'll expand on that some other time. Okay. But it was, yeah, they like, they killed a couple young gorillas, and they've never seen that before. Researchers wow. have. <laughs> they're they're super dangerous. I've seen I've watched videos of them going on hunts, and they're they got they're just like squeezing monkeys' heads. They're vicious. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're cool, but it it's almost like they get uh, like they go berserk when they start doing stuff. You know, when they do yeah, stuff. Yeah, the adrenaline like, kicks in for them. Yeah, I guess they and, show. I don't know if you call them tribes. Yeah, it's very tribal. They'll, they'll they just go at it and. It's like holy. Yeah, we'll have to do a chimp episode, and we'll get it more into their. um, Yeah, Yeah, more into all about them and stuff. So we'll do an ape series sometime. Okay, you know, ape I really like. I like orangutans. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, 
they, they seem nice. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like they won't want to rip my genitals off. So. Yeah. But, but they seem like they could. <laughs> but they definitely could, but they seem like they don't, they just don't want to. That's good. <laughs> well, have you, yeah. Have you seen their faces? You know, they're, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're I cool. think they're going to, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll do some ape stuff sometime. Okay. Oh, and one more thing. One more ape thing before we go. Uh, this was a, a kind of a new viral video I found. Oh, yeah? It was uh, um, taken back in July at Disney's Animal Kingdom in Orlando. It was on TikTok. Uh, but a gorilla literally pooped in its hand and throws it at a guest. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, barely missing him. And, like... After he did it, they go back to the camera, like zooms back in on him, and he's just got the smuggest look on his face. <laughs> nice. This gorilla just threw its poop right at this person. He's probably like, I just invented bio warfare. <laughs> <laughs> so apes, apes and monkeys really do throw their poo, and, That's funny. and they might throw it at you if you get if you <laughs> if you're annoying them. I don't know. That's funny. All right, so let's go to <laughs> our next story. Let's go to June third ish. And we're going to meet Jeffrey Heim. He's 25 years old. And we go to the uh, wildest and craziest place in the country, which is where, Dave? Uh, Florida. Yep, Florida. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> we go to the Mayaka River, M-Y-A-K-K-A. Hmm. I've never heard of it before. I don't know before. where that one is, yeah. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a, um, a little south of Tampa Bay. There's oh, at least okay. a Mayaka city, so I assume the river runs through the city. Okay. Or something like that. So, yeah, south of Tampa Bay. And Jeffrey here is an, an avid diver. And when he dives, what he, he's looking for something actually that's really cool. He's looking for ancient shark fossils. Wow. Like megalodon teeth. Oh, crazy. Like in the river system. So that, In the river? That's yeah. crazy. Apparently they've been found there before. Oh wow! So pretty cool. That sounds yeah super interesting. Wouldn't that be cool to just find a megalodon tooth? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'd I'd make a necklace out of that. (laughs) Take it to work. (laughs) Oh oh this thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) Take out your bling. (laughs) Your bling is a giant tooth. (laughs) Uh. So uh, let's let's just say he finds well on this trip. He does find some teeth. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, not the way he wants to. So it's not like, I feel some. This might be it. <laughs> nope, not like that at all. Oh. So he, he's in a wetsuit and goes into the river. He comes up for air when something hits him. Ooh. Jeffrey says it felt like he got hit by a propeller. Oh, wow. Well, it wasn't a propeller. It's an alligator. Gee. The gator grabs him by his head. Oh, wow. He rips his mask off. It's got him by his head. Fortunately for Jeffrey, it let go, allowing him to come back up for air. So it, it attacks oh, him. Oh, my goodness. Grabs him, grabs him underwater, takes him underwater for a second. And, and, you know, his face mask gets ripped off, but it had him by the top of the head. Like That's crazy. What if it had death rolled with well, his yeah, head? For real. Oh, my goodness. He wouldn't have a head. Or yeah. His head would be removed from the body. But then, uh, so he, he lets go and he, he comes up for air and he then like locks eyes with the gators. Oh, man. Uh, he, he was smart and remained calm. He didn't like start thrashing or trying to okay. you know, swim too hard. That would trigger the gators instincts to attack again. Oh. Jeffrey was able to eventually get back to shore. Uh, very luckily, not seriously injured. Oh, wow. Man, all that gator had to do was hold him underwater for longer or you know like you said death roll him on the head when it's got him by the head yeah oh my god and he would have been killed for sure but he did he didn't get out of it empty-handed he suffered a fractured skull oh wow and had to get uh 34 staples gee so still still a serious injury yeah with that uh jeffrey says he won't quit his passion of shark tooth hunting but we'll learn to be safer and not go back to that river. Oh, wow. He actually sounds pretty sane there for a Florida person. So, <laughs> God, that's no offense, crazy. Florida, but you know, you know what you are. <laughs> Gee, but he's, t- man, to think he's tough. He must have been on his own. Yeah. Probably I, it didn't take himself into the hospital. What happened to you? 
Uh, gator chomped on my head. It's gator, no big bud. deal. No big deal. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really is crazy. So I got another crazy story uh, from a large reptile, but it's not a gator. It's a crocodile. Uh-oh. For this story, let's go back to June 12th-ish. And we are going to... We're going to Mexico. Okay. And we're going about 10 miles from uh, Puerto Escondido in southern Mexico. Hmm. Let's meet Melissa and Georgia Lowry. They are twins from Britain. Oh. And they are both 20... Well, obviously, if they're twins, they're both 28 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they are doing some kind of around-the-world trip. Interesting. Which has brought them to this part of Mexico. And they apparently bought an illegal guide to take them to a lagoon, like a special lagoon or something. Wow. And I don't know what that means, illegal guide, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, what it, that's what it said, and it sounded interesting. I wish they expanded on that more. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's all. some kind of an illegal guide. I don't know what that means. Uh, maybe it was... Uh, uh... An, an English person that went down there. <laughs> Who knows? But they were at a river by the lagoon and wanted to go for a quick swim. They were just there kind of for a chill day to relax. They're not they're not drinking. They made sure to specify that. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, they're just there to kind of have a chill day to relax. Uh, well, trouble f- found them pretty quickly. Huh. Georgia spotted a crocodile about seven feet long right when it was was uh, by her sister. Oh. She saw her sister. Well, it 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 got it, it attacked the sister. Ooh. Georgia saw her sister getting jerked around and it, it let go but came back again. Oh man. Grabbed Melissa by the leg and apparently it did like a death roll. Oh. But uh apparently Melissa was turning with it. Oh, that's good. Okay. Was spinning with the death roll. Uh-huh. So that that is good. Yeah. Uh, she was going like round and round as it tried to drag her away and did a death wow. roll. I don't know how long it did the death roll for or anything, but Georgia says she went up and punched it. She went and punched it several times in the snout. She said it was like hitting a table. Wow. It, so was it, were they shallow then? It, they must be in walkable water, I assume. Okay. So, yeah. Maybe four or five feet. Wow. She um, she uh, she bashed it with her face with her uh, free. Oh, sorry. Okay, I forgot a sentence. So she's hitting it in the snout with both of her fists, and then it got a hold of one of her arms. Oh. And it bit her on the arm. It's it's got one arm in its mouth, and then she uses her other arm as you know hitting it with her free hand. Until it finally lets go. Oh, wow. That's good, then. And apparently the croc came back and did this kind of stuff like three times. Jeez. But it, eventually uh, they fought it. She was successful in fighting it off and it left. Wow. Their uh, their screams attracted the attention of a tourist boat, which rescued them from the water. Melissa had puncture wounds all over her body, but wasn't bleeding out. Oh, that's good. So that's okay. good. But she was drifting in and out of consciousness. Oh. And she she was coughing up blood, too. Oh, None of that sounds good. And no. she was also dragged underwater for some time and probably swallowed a lot of that dirty, nasty water. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Georgia, she suffered bite marks and cuts to her right hand and wrist. Okay. When they reached a hospital... Uh, doctors had to put Melissa in an induced coma. Oh, my goodness. So it's pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, doctors feared uh, sepsis and other infections as well. Oh. You know, be- getting those cuts and being in that dirty water. Yeah. When Melissa woke up, she asked, what happened? She It was a blur to her. She wow. barely doesn't even really remember it. And... She later told reporters that she was extremely grateful to be alive and very happy that her sister had her back. Yeah. Uh, the sisters said that once they recover in Mexico, they plan on continuing their world tour. Wow. Yeah. I wish I knew more details on their world tour. I'm actually really quite interested yeah. in what, what their world trip consists of. 
But uh, it sounds like they made a recovery, very luckily. Yeah. And hopefully no more animal attacks await them on their trip around the world. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, it would be a good story for us, but no, yeah. <laughs> let's wish that they don't. Okay. I guess they need to use a legal guide next time. <laughs> I guess. All right, so Dave, I know you have some stories for us, right? Yeah. So how about you go now? Okay, I've got the first one. You know, all that talk about Jim Corbett just kind of made me find a story similar. <laughs> okay, so the... So this takes place in uh, India, near the Himalayan region. Uh, I guess it's Budgum area. I don't know. I don't know, I mean, I don't know theirs, but yeah, that's the Himalayan where, region is where we were at with Corbett. Oh, sweet. So yes, Budgum area is what they call it. But anyway, um, a five-year-old girl was attacked, killed by a leopard. Ooh. So they had a they they had a guy hunting him down. But so that was said. That just happened last month. Okay. So. Um, they, uh, they had someone with their wildlife resources and there, he's just supposed to capture them. Uh, I was, I thought, which I thought was odd. I'm like, wow, I wonder why they didn't, they're not putting him down or shooting him, you know, mm-hmm. but he what of course he carries a rifle or he carries a gun. In fact, he carried a, uh, what, what do they call it? A boar gun. It'll shoot out pellets. Yeah, it's, like, is it, a boar gun has like. I think a board gun's like a rifle shotgun. It combo. looks, yeah, it looks like a, so, one of those rifles in the Olympics. But yeah, so like the rifle is for a, if you, a long shot is for the first shot. The shotgun part is for when it starts charging at you. Okay, okay, yeah. Here's a picture of it, of it, and oh, the guy, and the guy yeah. that was sent to to capture him. So, but yeah, he's walking around with, with that, trying to find oh, it. That's exactly it's, what you want. Yeah. So anyway, they. He they he was successful in capturing it. They they just baited it. They used like a a, a dead animal or something, a dog or oh, sheep. It was easier than and, what Jim Corbett had. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But they but they got it. But it was it, it it's kind of you know sad that it gets the the girl. But then they talked about how there's there's just been so many more leopard attacks in the area. There's been a lot. Yes, in yeah. in all of India, there's been a, a big a lot of just animal attacks because yeah. they you know they're. Coming in on their the animals' territory more and more every yep. year, so the animals are trying to make room for themselves. And yeah. the, they've been doing pretty good in like the tiger reserves. Oh, have they? Okay. So they're doing good. Like so in the res- in the fine area of the reserves, they're doing good. Uh huh. But they're doing. But there's there's they're actually doing not too good. But there's being more tigers than that can live in that certain area. Okay. So they're expanding out of the tiger reserves and going wherever they can find territory. Ah. Same, it would be the same with the leopards. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. They they said there was an influx of of incidents in in 2020 during COVID. Yeah, I they heard. They told that everyone too. to stay indoors, and so without that, leopards are like nothing seems to yeah. be going on here. So they started getting into the cities and and whatnot because nobody's out. Yeah, people weren't out. You're right. Yeah. So. Um, but they they do say it's it's most likely due to deforestation, and they're like it's, losing a territory. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, they said it's not so much the territory, but yeah, that, yeah, that is a factor. Mm-hmm. But it's that because they lose the 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 tree, you know, the vegetation, their their the prey that they need to have is is lessened because they yeah. don't have enough food. Very good. That's, so that's, they've uh, they've said they've had they've got uh, plans to implement that they're going to implement in planting. Just tons of fruit trees and 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 what they, foliage to bring to, prey there. Yeah, there should their prey should be. That's right. Back yeah. there, so you know. So they're hoping they can get the population of the prey up, so that there won't be so many incidents. That's, with that's humans. a big part of it. Yeah, that is yeah. a big part of it. Because yeah, and the the guy that was sent to capture him with the wildlife preserve, he's he had a pretty good attitude. He's like, you know, we can't stop these. We're just trying to help decrease these things from happening man and animal are supposed to coexist. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're just trying to find a way to do it. Pretty great attitude for it. And that's true. And they, and I, I think their plan to, to beef up more prey in there is a good way to, to do that. That is a good way. Because they'll go out. I mean, if you think about it, humans are small, but they're not, they're not we don't have a lot of meat on us. So, you know, the regular that's prey. Why, that's why they got to kill 125 of us. I know, right? <laughs> so the regular prey would be so much better. Yeah. Oh, and on that, that reminds me, because there was an article in here, too, that said uh, in that region, they've been fighting. They had, because they wanted to, to disband from India. They don't want to be part of India anymore, be more Pakistan. It was kind of a Muslim area, conflict okay. area. And they had, they've had 10,000 people die in the region over fighting. So one thing, one thing that drew my mind to, to why it went after the girl was what if it's what if it did what the uh, um, the leopard did 
and the Jim Corbett story and, and gained a was eating corpses. Eating corpses. Ooh, yeah. Hey. From the 10,000 dead. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just know. throwing it just, out there. It just, yeah, just, I thought I just ended up thinking of that because of the Jim Corbett story. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also found, uh, I, I saw an article and I watched a little video. Uh, it was in India. It was an elephant that basically stomped on a guy's head. Oh. Yeah, you don't see it. Oh, okay. You see it, but because there's the forest in the way. But yeah, it just like stomps on him. Oh man! So and he was like running away, and he like tripped, just like you know, like you do in a movie. Oh yeah! And it, it just went bad. But oh it, yikes! But elephants are cool. <laughs> they they are cool. I remember there's there's a video on YouTube of one in a zoo, and they they they, they have it. They show the one of the zookeepers trying to close a gate on the elephant. The elephant charges, and he doesn't get it latched. And boom, hits the gate. He goes flying oh, wow. across. And the elephant's trying to, didn't have, ta, it didn't have tusks. Tusks, yeah. But it's like trying to yeah. do what it can, nudge him. And, but luckily, he because he flew so far, he flew to the other end where <laughs> the gate or wall was. And he, he was up against there. So the elephant couldn't get a, get a stomp okay. or get any, 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 I guess, bite on what it was trying to do to, not, not biting him, but right, you know what attack I mean. him. Trying to Burn hurt him, him yeah. yeah. That was interesting. Anyway, sorry. No, on that one. All right, so you have one more for us, right? Yeah, you want me to do that one? Yes, actually, okay. I have some... I know what it is you're going to do, and so I have it uh, pulled up. Oh, do so you? Okay. watch it. Okay. But yeah, go ahead and tell everybody what it is. Okay, do you want to watch it first, or should I just tell them? Uh, no, tell everybody what it is. Okay, so this takes place uh, in, in a, an amusement park in New Jersey, I believe it was, in yes. Wildwood. Um that there are a couple of girls that were going to go on something called a slingshot. We live here in Utah. We've got one like that in Lagoon. I think it's called Catapult. Catapult, but, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those it's one of those rides you pay extra for. It's just it just houses the two people. It, it's it itself it's a slingshot. Yeah. You get in a little ball and you get slung up in the air. Yeah. Seventy five miles per hour. Whoosh. And then it becomes a bungee where you just bounce and then you're done. You know. But anyway, so two girls going on that. And you hear in the video, you see him go three, two, one, and right, right after they take off, whack, seagull smacks into the face of one, and it's so hard to tell whether she's scared of the seagull or what she's, what's going on, you know, because it's one of those complete thrill ones. All right, let's. Uh, see I'm it? gonna watch it because I only saw like, part, I okay. didn't really see the whole thing, so I'm, I'm gonna watch it kind of like for the first time. Okay. All right, I don't know if they, everybody can hear it, but. <laughs> it's her face that's so funny yeah yeah so you can't tell because she just kind of nonchalantly after after a second the seagull gets like trapped on her neck as yeah. she's going up and it gets trapped and the seagull just it's, stuck its there. wings are all out it's like a giant hug or something yeah, her face is like what is happening and she like grabs it and just hugs it the seagull and it wasn't even it wasn't even moving when it hits her because the g-forces are way too strong yeah. for that seagull it's got its arms out just <laughs> was, everybody should go that check out funny. that video yeah that's funny so yeah woman attacked by seagull here yeah it, <laughs> <laughs> that no that is, that is funny but know, no she was yeah. fine nothing happened <laughs> yeah there was an incident where that happened uh on a ride uh it was a while back i want to say 2009 at an amusement park um Guy got hit by a goose and he broke his nose. Oh, it was yeah. bloody mess. I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Everybody funny. should go check out that video. It's like only like 20 seconds. So, yeah. All right. Well, good job, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I've got two more stories for us for this episode. Okay. For this next one, let's go back to May 18th ish. And we are, well, we're going down under, mate. To Canada. To Australia. That's how you say it. you don't you don't say Oz you say just say Australia Australia Australia, <laughs> uh, and this is this the story is about a shark attack. Let's meet a man named Mark Sanguinetti. I I know I got that right. Uh, he's fifty nine from Sydney. So Mark and three of his mates went out surfing at Tancurry Beach on the New South Wales mid-north coast. Okay. Okay. Mark and his mates are enjoying the waves, just having a good time. And Mark is also a pilot as well. So, oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, Mark notices 
something in the water. He spots a large great white coming up on him and his mates. He yells out warnings to his mates and to the other surfers in the area. But just a little bit later, the shark goes after Mark. Oh, wow. According to a witness, the shark struck Mark's right thigh and went back again just a few seconds later. Gee. His mates and other sur- and other surfers jumped into action to help Mark. They were able to pull him out of the water and onto the beach where a retired paramedic, who happened to be on the beach, oh, okay. be- began CPR. Uh, police and paramedics uh, responded to the area. But unfortunately, the injuries were too severe and Mark died on the beach. Oh. One witness said that the whole, uh, the whole bone on Mark's leg was exposed. Oh. No meat at all. Gee. Yeah, that's hard to picture. Oh, yeah. So How you're gonna, far up did it get? The thigh. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's yeah, pretty bad. <sighs> it must have really got him. Uh, the culprit was determined to be a great white shark. Almost 15 feet long. So that's wow. a big, that, that is a large shark. Wow. Uh, after the attack, as a precaution, ne- nearby beaches were closed for a few days and authorities attempted to find the culprit, but to my knowledge, never did. They found like four other sharks, but they didn't match. Oh, so interesting. Okay. Kind of tagged them and let them go. Huh. But as several days after the attack, a couple hundred people joined on a beach in Sydney to kind of mourn. Uh, together through what's called a smoking ceremony. Uh, I believe it's an Aboriginal type ceremony. Uh, Many also did, they kind of did that to celebrate, well, to mourn him. Not to celebrate his death, but to celebrate him. Yeah. Uh, Many also did a paddle out. Uh, There were like a couple dozen people that paddled out on their boards, formed a big circle and all kind of held hands. Um. To honor Mark. Okay. It was actually a pretty cool picture I saw huh. of it. Uh, most of them didn't even know Mark. They was just kind of oh, really? wanted to be oh. a part of it. And so it was kind of a heartwarming thing to see. You know, he had two teenage kids. Oh. So it's just really sad. Uh, oh, and if you happen to go to a beach in Australia, it might be a good idea to get the uh, Dorsal app. Dorsal so, app? Yeah, which... Allows users to report shark sightings. Oh, okay. So you can see where possible sharks are. So yeah, I recommend downloading that app. That's the second app in Australia we've promoted. Oh, yeah? We did one other one. I can't remember the name of it, but it it, it would tell you about the venomous and poisonous creatures in Australia. So you know what to look for. That would be necessary. Yeah, yeah. Was, and remember we had listeners say that, that they downloaded that app after we said it. So oh, okay. now now download the Dorsal app if you're a beachgoer. Interesting, yeah. But yeah, sad story. Uh, I've got yeah. one more, though, for us, Dave. Okay. It, it, it's a non-deathy story, so don't worry. Okay. But it is, uh, every part is crazy. And some people may have heard of this one as it got quite a bit of attention, like in the news. So you, you might have even probably heard of it. Uh, I don't know the exact date, but let's go to early June, and we are going to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Oh, is it a shark one? It is not <laughs> a shark one, okay. but it sounds like it could be, right? Yeah. But have you ever been to Cape Cod? No. Yeah, me neither. I'd like to. Yeah. But um, let's meet a man named uh, Michael Packard. He is a well-known fisherman in the area, and he's actually... He is a pretty interesting guy. He has been fishing and diving in Cape Cod for 30 years, and he's uh, a big lobster fisherman who kind of does it the old-fashioned way by scuba diving and grabbing him by hand. Oh, okay. And he was, he's, all, he's, he's also survived a airplane crash, which had fatalities on it. Wow. He's come face-to-face with great white sharks while doing this. Oh, my he's goodness. found uh, at least one dead body. In the wow. water while he's been diving, so yeah, that you find some weird stuff diving, I imagine. Wow. But uh, <clears throat> on this day, he goes out with his crewmate named Josiah. So Michael has already caught a bunch of lobster, and he goes down for his third dive, and he's near the bottom, about thirty-five feet ish, when he gets hit 
by what he describes as a freight train out of nowhere. Oh, wow. Do you know what it is? I would think a shark. Mm -hmm. So everything went dark for a moment. Uh, When he comes to, he thinks he's been attacked by a shark. But, you know, he kind of does like a feel around and there's no cuts and no anything like that. (laughs) But then he kind of notices he's in a crammed space. (laughs) He kind of just takes a moment to feel it. He figures out that he is inside of a whale's mouth. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) For real. Uh, It's true. He is inside of a humpback whale's mouth. Oh, my goodness. Michael is... Obviously kind of panicking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says that he, he, he really think he like, he had, a, you know, your mind kind of goes places and he's yeah. like, he thinks he's going to die in this. And then well, then a lot of things race through your mind. You just got to let go. Remember the movie? <laughs> let go. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, and he, he can, he's feeling around and he just knows that he's in oh, a whale's mouth and it's all kind of dark. Oh, yeah, what would you be able to see? Oh my goodness! Uh, my, and he's kind of kicking and screaming inside, as you would imagine. And, and the whale is probably panicking too. Like, what the <laughs> hell is in my mouth right now? <laughs> like a cartoon, you know, <laughs> mouth moving back and forth. Like, what the? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. The the whale thrashes. You know, it's like, what is in here? And wow. it, it rises to the surface because he was thirty five feet deep oh. when it when it put it when he got it in the mouth. And now, so the whale took him up. So that's good. Wow. What if he thought he was saving him? Mm, I, you know what? That, that just dinner. crossed my mind. No, just kidding. <laughs> that just crossed my mind, but I doubt it. Huh. Um, his first thought was, oh, so uh, we're gonna so his Josiah his buddy on the boat sees kind of some all this white uh the white water coming up and crashing on the surface and he's like what is going on <laughs> uh, he thought he, he also thought like uh it was a shark attack oh really he's like oh it happened it oh, finally happened no. is what he first said he then sees like uh parts of the whale like the dorsal and stuff and the uh, Water is kind of bubbling on the surface when finally the whale spits Michael out. Oh my goodness! Like, apparently he got some air. Oh really? <laughs> apparently, uh, and he he believes that he was in the whale's mouth for about forty five seconds. Wow! Isn't that funny? That is crazy. Uh, Josiah brought him back on the boat, and I can only imagine the conversation they had right there. <laughs> no kidding! Like, dude, were you just in that whale's mouth? New name is now my what is it? What is it? Michael, Michael Jonah Packard. You know, <laughs> wow. Josiah takes Michael back to share uh, or to shore, and luckily the the only injury Mike Michael suffered was he got a little bit of ligament damage in his leg, so nothing oh. serious at all. He was in wow. like a little boot for like a week. Was that from the initial hit, maybe? Or maybe I'm not certain. Oh wow, that is so crazy. Yeah, has that ever happened before? I don't know. I don't know. I have never heard of a humpback I accidentally put, take it, putting it. Yeah. I, you know, I've seen video. except for the Bible. Why do I say I've never heard that? But <laughs> and um, I've seen videos of whales like rising, like really close to people on kayaks and rafts. Uh-huh. So I like I could see how it could be possible, but then this one was down underwater. And maybe the whale just wasn't paying attention. If it saw some oh. krill and was like. Oh, what? What? Who <laughs> yeah, knows? Yeah, collateral damage. <laughs> but uh, Josiah said that he called Michael's wife and said, "Well, first he said, don't worry, Michael is fine. And that's a good way to start start off a conversation that's going to turn sour." But we he's but we had a whale encounter, and he he said in one of the in the interview he didn't even bother saying he, he got swallowed by a whale. He, he's like didn't even mention that she wouldn't believe me. So he they just said. He, <laughs> Uh, God, a whale of a whale tale to tell you. <laughs> I do remember that song. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Michael and Josiah have done like several uh, interviews since this happened. Uh, but the best one I saw, they went on Jimmy Kim, the Jimmy Kimmel show, and uh, like a week after it happened, and the whole throughout the whole interview, uh, Michael was inside of a makeshift whale mouth, oh, sitting, nice. sitting in it. <laughs> it was pretty good looking, That's pretty funny. good replica. 
and he he had a he had a real good sense of humor about the whole thing. And he was it was it was an entertaining segment that I recommend people check out. It was okay. pretty it's worth watching. Uh, Michael even issues an apology to the whale and says <laughs> says that he will never get in its way again. Wow. No. Does that mean he's not going to the ocean again? No, he, he yeah, he's already back in the ocean. Oh. So. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Uh whale, whales are really the only animal that could hold a human in its mouth. Yeah. They got to be, right? I can't think of anything else. Yeah. That is nuts. Without yeah, yeah without no. damaging part of it or something. Yeah, like to be it just be hang out in a whale's mouth. That sounds interesting. I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind it if I was to be uh, I guess attacked by something, <laughs> I I might pick a humpback whale. Just, <laughs> let me chill in its mouth for forty five seconds. Oh, the krill breath! Oh. <laughs> it'd be a good. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yes, uh, that is our last story, and uh, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Oh. I hope uh, you and everyone enjoyed our fifteenth edition of recent animal stories and attacks. I really always enjoy doing these ones. Yeah, I miss these. Yeah. So plan on another one in a couple months. Okay. So for the next episode, I really haven't decided yet. The ones I'm kind of tinkering around with for an episode are, I mean, an episode or even like a two-parter on bizarre animals. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna do some research, find some. I I don't know why, but there's a couple I really want to cover. The maned wolf. The maned wolf? Yeah, oh. it's this weird wolf giraffe dog thing in South America. Interesting. It looks okay. like a dog on stilts. Oh, weird. So I, it's just really bizarre. And then I want to cover the vampire deer. Deer what? with fangs. Oh, my goodness. So bizarre. Yeah. But then you're like, what constitutes bizarre? Because we've done a lot of, you know, if you think about it, a lot, so many animals are bizarre. So I'm going to just kind of narrow it down to the ones I pick. Okay. Uh, that's an idea, or we are also going to do another bear attack episode sometime soon. Okay. And then another one I kind of want to cover are, it's like, it feels like a good time, dolphins. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we'd like a whole episode on different uh, dolphins and porpoises. Okay. And then we'll do the bottlenose dolphin after that. And then, because I do know that they've killed people. Oh, really? Yeah, I know for a fact that they've, bottlenose dolphins have killed people. Okay. So we, we could do a whole a solo episode on that as well. So okay. that's kind of the upcoming things. I think that sounds like a good, yeah, a good slew of things. So, Dave, we have a shout out to give. We want Ooh. to thank Kylie's Daddy 16. Kylie's Daddy 16. Well, you have a daughter named Kylie, so. I know, you'd think it was me. <laughs> it's just you putting. <laughs> no. All right, so for their rev- uh, thank you for the review on Apple. And uh, he said he paints fire hydrants f- for work, and he was attacked by a black widow while listening to our spider episode. Oh, what a coincidence! Isn't that wow, amazing? that is, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, we should have put that on a recent. <laughs> this just in. But uh, Dave, if I anyone hope, did, he get bit by it, or I don't know. He, it was just in the review. That's all Ooh, he said. I can't reach out to him. Do but... tell. Do tell. Yeah, tell us the story. But uh, Dave, if anyone else wants to receive a shout out, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, get more listeners. Uh, if you really want to help us out, you can, uh, you know, help fend off our fine or stave off the bleed stab. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Let me try that again. You're gonna do a whale one. Oh, I got I messed up the whale. That was the Hold first on. time. Uh, if you really want to help us out, you know, you keep our finances from bleeding out, keep those loan sharks at bay. Hooray. You can donate via <laughs> PayPal or Venmo. Yes, good one. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the show is when you do that. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can go. You can find us on PayPal. You can find us by our uh, email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on Venmo, my personal account, Matthew Hamilton 51. And all that information is in the description below. Also, we still have t shirts. T shirts are still available. So if you want one, what you'll need to do is just uh, contact us on Facebook or Instagram or email and tell us your information, and we will send you one. Yeah. They're really nice looking oh, shirts. They are. They're yeah. really cool shirts. Yeah. Uh, and to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Just you know, want to tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know, or if you just want to suggest an episode idea, say hi, ask a question. Feel free to do that. You can email us or on, like I said, on Facebook or Instagram. You can message us. 
And also, if there's any artist, uh, I'm looking for tattoo, animal-themed tattoos. Oh, yeah. I want a saber-toothed cat. So if someone's a good artist, feel free to send a saber-toothed cat skull tattoo idea. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on uh, Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. We're on all the platforms we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. All right. Well, Professor, how about you? According to my calculations, the chances of being swallowed by a whale are 6,238,522 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Oh, that was a good setup, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next time. Bye.